Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 28 of the Pictures Out There podcast series with Lee Stewart and Dave Fogelman. The topic today is a new picture for making choices and decisions. This is part two of a two-part mini-series we call Fear and Love and How We Choose. Facing our fears with courage and then choosing to love can become a habit. Fear to courage to love. Let's explore. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Well, thank you very much, Candy, for that kind introduction. This is Lee. And this is Dave. So, as Candy stated in the introduction, our topic today is a new picture for making choices and decisions. So, Dave, it is part two mm. of a two-part miniseries that we've called Fear and Love and How We Choose. That indicates that there was a part one. So, dear listeners, we beseech you, if you've not listened to part one, please do so. This is part dos. Dos. Part de, 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 de. We are so French here. <laughs> not. All right. So, do we make choices and decisions by what feels good? We're going to ask you to kind of think about that all the way through this podcast. What feels good, that phrase. We can actually train ourselves to consider our choices and decisions in the context of what we call the fear to courage to love spectrum Mm -hmm. and in what we call the pain to joy spectrum of love. When we say pain, we're talking about hurt feelings, could be heartbreak, it's uncomfortable conversations, it's difficult conversations. All of those things are what we're calling pain. Not simply physical pain. Right, right. So we can use that to consider what choices and decisions would really make us feel good. And the choices and decisions that would make us feel great in the future as we look back on our past actions. Hmm. Courageous choices and decisions when we turn our back on our fears and instead act with courage and with love. So we're asking the question, is there a new way to think about making choices, making decisions? Is there even a new picture for choices and decision making? And we think there is. We do. So what makes each of us feel good is probably a major determinant in how we make many of our choices or decisions. The different ways that we can describe what makes us feel good are limitless. Mm. Each of those ways tends to be very individual and unique to that person. Mm -hmm. Even though it can be hard at times, we believe in never settling for a fear-based choice or decision, and we recognize that can be challenging. We believe in always using courage as the impetus for making love-based choices and love-based decisions. Yeah, Lee, so to the extent that we may consider pain and joy and the choices or decisions we make, a pain-joy spectrum, if you will, it's worth noting that pain and joy can exist at any point in the life experience of loving, right? As we're Mm -hmm. in a relationship or Mm -hmm. as we're just trying to be our best and do good things, there are things that happen along the way that are both joyful and difficult. Yes. So we want to consistently try to go as a process, I guess you could say, from fear to courage to love. But then when we get to that love step, we may need to take courageous actions that actually bring us pain, discomfort, hurt feelings, what have you, 
instead of joy. So you're suggesting that we consciously, purposely make a decision that will cause us pain. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And boy, aren't those, uh, those are just the most difficult things we ever deal with, yeah. right? Yeah. Where we know it's the right thing to do, it's the loving thing to do, but it's something that is either going to cause us hurt or cause someone else hurt. Yes. And that's really, really hard. But if those choices are truly made out of love, they're still the right choices, even though they may be incredibly difficult choices to make because of the pain they bring. So, can we get in front of this conundrum somehow and somehow almost pre-choose what will make us feel good? And we would say, yeah, miraculously we can. This is where our ideals come into play. Mm -hmm. We can pre-choose to make our choices and decisions by what our ideals suggest to us as our best course of action and do that every time. The phrase practice makes perfect comes to mind, Lee. So this approach of pre-choosing is really interesting. So if we pre-choose to make choices and decisions on the basis of our ideals, that allows us to define what will feel good ahead of time. Ahead of time. Yes. So this approach increases our courage and then puts it in our mental and emotional bank account, if you'd like to think of it that way, so that we can call upon it when difficult situations arise, requiring us to make courageous choices and decisions. Yeah, people can more consciously make ideal-based choices that may even be painful, but that will still feel good because they know it's the loving or ideal-based choice that they're making. Each of us can pre-choose or pre-decide to have loving choices be what will make us feel good and to make that a life pattern. And if we can do that, it's incredibly powerful. Even though our choices may even give us pain or others pain in the moment, mm -hmm. we can still have a measure of feeling good because we know we still made the loving choice. So if pain is a consequence of a loving choice, that's okay. That's okay. So practicing loving choices is likely to make those choices a pattern for our life because of the feel-good reaction they now much more typically give us. We really want to feel good. Yes. That's, that's the point of that's this. That's the we're, whole point. We're wanting to create a dynamic that allows us to feel, feel good, good even when we're dealing with difficult circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. So we can retrain ourselves to feel good about fully loving choices. And if we retrain ourselves in this way, it will heighten our self-awareness. It will help us pay attention externally. It'll help us to reflect on our own options. And we'll practice making loving choices. All of those things can occur. And miraculously, as we make ideal-based choices and decisions more frequently, more consistently over time, guess what happens? Hmm. We get happier. We feel better our courage increases, and we become more loving. What is not to like about that? Not a lot, I'll tell you. It's an interesting thing to kind of ask the question, is there any science or is there any research that shows the effect that altruistic, we'll call it, or selfless acts, a lot of those are loving acts, mm -hmm. purely loving and helping acts, have on our bodies, our health, and our happiness? And the answer is yes. Yes. As an example, there's a Scientific American article from 2018 that noted altruism's surprisingly strong health impact and the benefits of giving rather than receiving and that those benefits are actually physical and not just spiritual in the way that we lots of times tend to think of them or limit them. Yes. 
So in this study, a research team from the University of British Columbia gave a group of older participants with high blood pressure some money to spend. On three consecutive weeks, each of those participants was given $40. Half the participants were instructed to spend the money on themselves, and the other half was asked to spend it on someone else, like buy a gift for a friend or donate the money to charity or in some way benefit others with the money. Well, a few weeks after, the researchers measured the blood pressure of both groups, and it turned out that the blood pressure of those participants who had spent money on others had significantly decreased, meaning improved, Hmm. as compared with the subjects who spent the money on themselves. Wow. Further, the decrease in blood pressure was similar in size to the effect of starting high-frequency exercise or a healthier diet. Now that we're not arguing here that you should avoid exercise Exercise or eating well. (laughs) But this is fascinating. It is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So the article cites more than 10 other studies that also demonstrated regular voluntary work benefits longevity of life. Wow. So retraining ourselves or learning to feel good from doing socially beneficial things instead of destructive or selfish things, we can train ourselves to consistently feel good from doing selfless altruistic actions and physically we will feel better. Yes. Yeah. So rather than trying to retrain values and beliefs, which is lots of times where we get mired in these kinds of questions, it's Mm -hmm. probably more effective to retrain ourselves to pre-choose ideal-based choices and decisions, our ideals, and then simply decide and consistently practice doing constructive, personalized things that cause good feelings for ourselves while doing social good at the same time. So listen to that last phrase. It's not either or, it's both and. Right. Right? We can do things that bring good feelings to us while benefiting others. Gosh, what a both that is. Yeah. Yeah. So we can rechannel surges of competitiveness or anger or fear. We can channel those things into positive social actions so that they can cause positive chemical and physical reactions. And when that occurs, it becomes very desirable for us to repeat those actions. So today, do we look at our choices and decisions as a pure expression of who we are at our best Mm. and of our ideals? Mm. Or do we instead assess whether they make us more comfortable or not, Ah. or safer or not, or richer or not, or more powerful or not, have a better social standing or not? In many instances, we make decisions based on those kinds of criteria. So what's our habit today for how we each make our choices and decisions? Do we even have a habit? Do we have a habit? Yeah. It may well be random. Yeah. Yeah, inconsistent. Yeah, but if we do, what's it based on? Yeah. Is it based on courage? Is it based on love? Based on a sense of abundance or some other ideal that we may possess? We always need to ask ourselves, is our decision-making based on fear? Mm. on selfishness, not selflessness? Is it based on power, insecurity, greed, a sense of scarcity? Well, it matters. The rationale and basis for our choices and decisions drives the creation of our habits. And the choices and decisions that we regularly practice become habits. Mm. And habits, as we know, can be very hard to break. Yeah, it's really interesting, uh, Lee, how our habits often become unseen to us over time. They're either unseen to us, we're not aware of them, or we really try to disregard them. Mm -hmm. They become invisible 
at the most extreme, we may redefine those habits as, well, that's just who we are. Yes. Yeah, and we rationalize then mm-hmm. our behavior and our choices accordingly. And we may even wall them off from ourselves, the habits, and say that we can't question or challenge our own habits. habits. Yeah, it's that's just who I am. I yeah. can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the potential danger where our habit is making fear-based choices and decisions. And we can miss all that opportunity mm-hmm. that's there for us in making courage and love-based choices and decision-making. Choices and decisions that are based on our ideals. Yes. So let's pause for a moment. This is the period in the program when we speak to the future. Hello, oh. future. Hello, hello. We still have to work with our technical department to get the echo chamber on that future, 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 future. So we believe that in the future, you've figured out how to make loved-based choices and decisions. Dave, if that's true, how do you suppose they did it? I think it's just interesting to me, Lee, how again, and we will bring this up once more, our learning, our educational system from childhood on, and not just throwing all of that on schools as we know them today, but on our parental responsibilities Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. The notion of our choices and habits, we will say things like, you know, let's go make good decisions. Right. Let's go make good choices. And we lots of times don't really dig into that. I mean, we we will deal with the choice of the moment Mm -hmm. uh, as parents. Mm -hmm. You know, we will, instead of pre-teaching how you make consistent choices, decisions, how those become habits, mm-hmm. how you identify at an early age what your ideals should be, and having something that's memorable. I think lots of times a, a habit becomes memorable when it's it's easy to remember and you go and mm-hmm. repeat it. We have not typically, with decision-making and choices, created a very simple way to just remember something to where it becomes a habit. And it's what we're trying to do in describing this today, where fears, recognize your fears, Mm -hmm. summon the courage to overcome those fears and to act, and then do that based on your ideals or based on love. That is very simple and memorable. So this is our attempt to to try to create something like that. And we would say, whatever whatever that pattern is, if, if it's that, if that makes sense to you, listener, future and present, we would say, yeah, go do that. Go do that with children. Yes. Talk to them about that. Absolutely. And then as you're going through school and as you're in adult life, are you just practicing those habits? It's not very complicated, but overcoming fears mm-hmm. is hard. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I would argue, and I think you would agree, fear is fostered by habits too, right? Meaning I'm fearful because I made a poor decision last ah. month. Ah. Yes. And it caused harm either to me or to someone else. Yes. So I'm afraid of making the next similar decision because I'm not sure what the consequence may be. That's a great point. And then when you get uh, confronted with uh, the hurt and the pain yeah. that can come out of, why well, you said that I ought to go make a loving choice, but somebody got hurt. Mm-hmm. I got hurt. Yes. I had heartbreak. I had to have a difficult conversation. And I'd rather someone. not do that again. Or I'd rather not. I'd, I want to avoid that. Yes. That's, I'm terrified now of that. And having that pre-choosing thing where we go, you have to go do that. Yeah. That's love. Yeah. That's love. If your ideals convince you that it's the proper thing to do, then you go forward. Understand that it may cause pain. Yeah. 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 So we think that you all in the future, our dear future listeners, have found ways to create patterns for Mm -hmm. that, habits for that. And you may be asking, well, why is that harder at this end? And I think it's our, our humanity. Yes. The limits of our humanity. And again, the, the 
fear messages are so constantly in this life. I mean, there's something, there's something, we've talked about this before, there's something to be afraid of that pops up, you know, minute to minute, hour to hour in our days. Yes. And I think it just overwhelms us sometimes. I agree. For whatever reason, we tend to have a binary view of the world. If this is true, then that cannot be. And I think that's relevant here. Like, if I take an act that's going to harm someone or myself versus if I take the right action, right. we generally don't frame the problem that way. And I think one of the things that you all have done in the future and that we sometimes find it hard to overcome is what happens when we stumble. And Lee, you alluded to this when we talked about you know dealing with pain just a second ago. And I would say even more, you know, what happens when when we falter on something and say we have decided that we're going to try to overcome fear with courage and then with love and up the inevitable, oh, we didn't. Yes. We didn't do that. Right. And then the ability to say, well, go do better. Right. Go go try again. Go try again. You know, yeah. and then a nope. single failure should not Keep yeah. us from trying the next time. The image that's popping into my mind is learning to ride a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, if everybody stopped the first time they tried to ride a bike and fell down and went, well, I'm not going to do that again. Right. Well, nobody'd ever ride a bike, right? right? You know, and exactly. so it's a matter of constantly picking ourselves up. We think you all in the future have set that up as part of the pattern. If you weren't able to do that habit and you unsuccessfully failed at that once, pick yourself up. And go do it the next time. Absolutely. And, go, and the more you do that, the more consistently you will do that habit of going from fear to courage to mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Very good. So we'll close this discussion by asking the questions that we always do. We ask, what are your pictures? We hope that you have several. We hope that they're strong and vivid and powerful. What are your perspectives? What are your ideals particularly relevant for this conversation today? And finally, what is your influence to use? Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. As always, feel free to explore more about Pictures Out There at picturesoutthere.com and major social media sites. We hope you have the day of your dreams the day of your pictures.